Welcome, everyone, to Beyond the Panel, brought to you by Balancing Life's Issues, the Business Council of Westchester, and Westchester's ultimate headhunter, the Headless Horseman. I'm your host, Kai, and we're here to give the Talent Tuesday panelists an opportunity to follow up and dive a little deeper into the subject matter they recently spoke to on the webinar. Welcome to the program, Allison. Thank you for having me, Kai. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I enjoyed uh, listening to your talk uh, on the webinar, the Talent Tuesday webinar, and I just wanted you to kind of maybe give your, give a brief brief bio uh, to our listeners here um, and kind of like what's your role in Westchester, like helping businesses find, hire, and retain talent? Sure. Um, so um, I'm actually a second-generation recruiter. My mother actually started the company way back in 88. Um, and I started working first for her in uh, right around 96 and then took over the business about 10 years later from her. And I've been doing it ever since. So um, as far as the the work that we do, um, you know, I, I typically tell people that we do operational staffing. You know, we, we do the um, we hire the people that make companies run. So whether that is, you know, your HR people, your logistics people, your um, managers, administrative, you know, accounting. Um, so it's really very um, like kind of sector agnostic. Um, and it's a pretty broad base of employers that we work with um, and and sectors, you know. So as I said, you know, we're, I don't think there's a job that I haven't filled over the course of my 30 years of doing this. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. You know, but, you know, but basically that's, you know, the, the crux of what we do is really help employers find the talent they need to be successful. Very cool. So you're a business owner yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Very cool. Um, and I could think of, I'm sure, some of our business or some of our listeners could use some operations help, right? Absolutely. Which is, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is like uh, the role of the business in finding, hiring, and I think importantly, retaining talent, especially in a place like Westchester County. Um, I myself, you know, moved out of the city like so many people and breezed right over Westchester uh, (laughs) because I knew we wouldn't be able to afford it. Right. So I think the challenge here is how are you finding, I don't know, people like me uh, to uh, be able to commit to a a place like that. And having said that, um, I really um, appreciated your thoughts on kind of the differences you saw as COVID hit. Um, but that they were just expedited along. They weren't necessarily a result of COVID. Can you speak a little bit to that? Absolutely. So, you know, two pieces, right? You have, you know, the demographic issues and then the technology issues, right? So um, demographically, um, we were actually at the highest levels of employment pre-COVID. You know, when you look at, you know, 2019, um, there's, you know, people often talk about, you know, unemployment numbers. But really, the I think, to me, the, the, the larger number is the proportion of people that are in the workforce. They call it workforce participation. Um, and we had huge numbers. And that was predominantly um, for, I would say, two major reasons. One, boomers that had not yet left, right? They just were, you know, there was no reason to. I mean, they're a very vigorous generation. Um, they love their jobs. They're very, you know, invested in their work. Um, and so there were a lot of folks that, you know, didn't really see the need to retire. So they have they have stuck around longer than most generations. Um, and the other piece was um, because the economy was booming, there were large numbers of people that were actually 
working part time um, that very frequently would wouldn't have been in the in 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 the workforce to begin with. So um, the then of course COVID happened, and a, the the two huge losses were the baby boomer population who kind of they realized. Wow, maybe I I I cannot work. <laughs> this this not working mm-hmm, yeah. thing isn't I'm, so bad. I'm capable of <laughs> you not know? working. Right. Um, and then a lot of you know the people who, for a multitude of reasons, right? There's a lot of people who have part time jobs for a reason, whether it's childcare, elder care, life circumstances, whatever it might be. So because of COVID, withdrew from that from that, right? So um, so that's two big pieces, and then. One of the bigger, big shifts during COVID, believe it or not, was we saw a huge spike in entrepreneurship, which as a small business owner, I'm all excited about because we all know that small businesses are really where and who create jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there was actually a huge number of um, new new company starts. So whether long-term folks stay in those businesses that they created or if they remain as side gigs or or what have you. Um, but ultimately people who are still doing that, you know, um, a lot of people turn their side hustle into a full-time job because um, they had the time to mm-hmm. dedicate it to. So it, so there's also another group of people that are gone. Um, so those sorts of demographic shifts, like the, the age issues of people retiring, those things were, were predictable. Um, the fact that, you know, the X generation is this, is, in infinitely smaller than the boomers or the millennials, right? I mean, it's just, there's a um, a lot of those sorts of things. But then, the, of course, then there's technology that en- enabled remote work and f- the flexibility and those sorts of things that um, were there, but, you know, were not readily used in, in, in the work world until we had to. And now, now mm-hmm. it kind of just, you know, has, has created um, this shift. We're like, oh, well, we actually can be productive reasonably, you know, working remote, doing these sorts of things. So. Right. Very cool. Yeah. And it's, you know, it was incredible watching businesses pivot what seemed like overnight, <laughs> Absolutely. right? We all kind of shut down. We went away for a couple of weeks and then we kind of realized, oh, we better figure this out or <laughs> I'm not making payroll exactly, or I'm not going to have a business next year. Um, so, you know, all, all that happened, right? And, you know, here we are today and we learned so much. Mm-hmm. And I think really that the words that pop out in this conversation are remote work, flexibility, mm-hmm. and really just kind of wanted to hear, you know, for you as a business owner, what, what do those things mean to you? And are you, what is, what's the importance that you put on them? Right. Well, so like I, I kind of touched on in the original um, first conversation, um, you know, I think there's been a recalibration. You know, I don't know that we're going to stay in the the same work environment paradigm, whatever you want to call it, as was COVID. Um, but I don't think we're going pre-COVID either, you know, so I, it's like the post-COVID era. Um, and I, and the reality is that I think a lot of folks um, are shifting from the concept of remote work to more flexible work. Um, because I actually saw um, an, um, an article or a report that came out, I think it was last week from the Department of Labor, they said that we're almost back at the same numbers of people back in the office um, and other places of work as pre-COVID. Um, so I think we're back mm-hmm. up to about 72, 73% of businesses reporting that people are back, right? And 
you know, right. really full time. Um, whereas I think pre COVID, I think it was like 76, 78, something like that. So we're pretty close. Those, those margins have definitely um, gotten narrower. Right. Um, that said, um, you know, I think that the, where the shift is, where that paradigm shift or that recalibration is more on the idea of flexibility, the idea of, okay, well, you know, if you need to be out, you can still work. You don't have to take that vacation day or that sick leave or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the idea of shifting schedules, you know, maybe some people come in early work, you know, or, or leave late or, you know, whatever it might be. There's just this sense of um, shifting priorities and, and really being a little more human and compassionate, you know? I mean, I remember yeah. years ago, like for myself, I mean, I have, my kids are now teenagers and, and young adults, um, you know, but I like, it was like a bad word. You would never say like, oh, I'm not coming in because I have like a school thing. Like <laughs> you didn't take off work to take care of your children. That didn't happen. Yeah, Where now right. there's this reality of like, oh yeah, there is this thing called life that you have to attend to, mm-hmm. you know? Um yeah. And it's that, that's that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we define that, um, given the state of the world, the state of the economy? Um, and, you know, I have an OB appointment tomorrow with my wife, right? We have a baby on oh, the way. Congratulations. So our, <laughs> thank you. Yes, we're very excited. But our current cadence of life is, oh, you know, it's still quiet at night. Um, you know, we're still kind of in that groove, but it's going to dramatically shift come July. I hear <laughs> a um, little bit, little and, changes going on there. <laughs> yeah. So for both of us, you know, that word flexibility is super important, um, because that is what's going to keep us at our current jobs, um, is our ability to change our work life balance based off the, you know, the cadence of, of whatever version of life we're in. So, um, as just as a business owner, um, how do you best market that? Right. So like, say you, you want to make that a priority for your company. How do you get that information out there so that someone who's looking for a job knows, oh, wow, this is a really cool place to work. So let me um, put a caveat on you know, the remote work or the flexible and all that it doesn't necessarily work for every industry or every organization. Right. So mm, I sure. generally say, and this is where it dovetails in, um, you have to know yourself as an organization, you know, and be realistic. You know, as I said, if you're, as I mentioned, you know, if you're a, a doctor, you can't perform your surgery remotely, at least not yet. You know, robotics have, hasn't not gotten yet. there yet. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, there, there are certain, things that you can do right and but you have to be realistic and honest and and that's part of the the important the important part of um setting those expectations and being very clear on those expectations um i do believe in like the the kind of the law of attraction if you will right um there are some folks you know, that actually really like being in the office. There are folks that, you know, like the structure, like the camaraderie, enjoy, you know, they, they feel the last couple of years, not being in the office was very unnerving and unsettling and they hated it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I really think that, you know, there's a place for everyone. Um, so, you know, they, we talk about the employer brand, um, which is very, it's, you know, people who are in small business or large business, whatever, we all understand, you know, an employee, you know, a a business brand, but employer brand is, is fundamentally the same thing. You know, you have to have a value proposition. Um, And, 
there needs to be a values alignment, right? So Mm -hmm. as a consumer, right, if you have to pick between products, right, depending on, you know, you're going to look at different things, you know, and and my values alignment is going to determine what product I buy, right? And that's the same thing Mm -hmm. with an employer brand. So when Mm -hmm. an employer is able to clearly define their values, um, it kind of then flows naturally from there. You know, um, I, I kind of, I mean, look, we all, we all need our, our, you know, financial planners and the wall street, you know, folks, but we also need, you know, yoga instructors and artists and that sort mm-hmm. of, and the reality is, you know, based on the, the nature of the work that you do and your, and your ethos and your, you know, kind of the, by sometimes it's inherent in what you do. Um, but sometimes it's also, like I said, it's the leadership. Um, you know, the the folks that are that are looking, you know, for one type of environment aren't aren't going to go to the place that is, you know, the yoga studio studio type of place, and vice versa. And yeah. that's really the key to it. Is you know, um, if you talk about, like I said, I I, I tend to use the language of values because um, I think it's clear to define. You know, do you value? Mm-hmm you know, authenticity? Do you uh, value, you know, accountability? Do you uh, value commitment? Like, what are your values? And then how is that value lived in the day to day? And that is really what drives your, um, your policies, right? Yeah, very cool. So it's like, um, kind of call hiring is marketing. Absolutely. (laughs) It absolutely is without a doubt. Um, So know the employee, that you need and want to find and market to them, like just like you would a customer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same way, you know, you design, you, you, you create products and services with your customer in mind. You, you, you know, design those same internal policies, procedures, work environments the same way. Um, You know, uh, and I said the same way I say, like, not every customer, not not every business is a a perfect customer for me. Right. Um, You know, there's Mm -hmm. some customers that I, you know, are are not, you know, appropriate for for what the services that we do or for and our values are are not in alignment. Right. So same thing with employees. You know, it's it's quite the same sort of uh, you comply the same principles. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, so I, I really appreciated, you know, with all this uh, was I think you had a little bit of foresight and you were talking a little bit about, you know, how do you start preparing for Gen Z, right, as they enter the workforce. So I don't know <laughs> if you wanted to touch on that a little bit. So they're they're still coming into the workforce. So they're a little bit younger. Um so it somewhat remains to be seen a little bit, but so far it is um, looking like they are um, definitely a hardworking um, and, and focused group um, with the um, understanding. Again, I, I see this as a very generational perspective where typically, generally speaking, um, millennials, parents were boomers. Generally speaking, you know, Zs are, you know, the, the children of Gen X. And the same way, you know, you, you're influenced by how you were raised, right? Um, so I'll mm-hmm. kind of step back for a moment and say, like, you know, Gen X were, um, or I'm part of that generation, right, of, of, you know, we were the first generation that were largely like the latchkey kids. We were very independent, um, but we also witnessed a lot of massive change, economic change. Um, and, you know, we, we were, we, we did not as a generation look at 
you know, well, our, our jobs are our life. You know, we don't identify, you know, if you, mm-hmm. uh, I used to joke, if you ask a boomer, you know, tell me about yourself that, you know, they give you your title, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm a business, you know, whereas you ask, you know, millennial mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, the first and X and then further down, ask them, you know, their title is not really how they self-identify, right? It's, that's not who they are. Um, yeah, so I think that right. generally, you know, has very much informed Z's, you know, they see, they're very pragmatic, practical. They see work as what it is, work. It's a place where you go, you do your job, you make money, and then you go have life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right, yes. Right, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Whereas again, um, where millennials generally felt that that um, integration, again, it was much more informed by their boomers. Yeah, there could be a balance. Right, but, but they saw mm-hmm. like, oh, we want to have friends at work and they're, you know, like we want this kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's, it's just a different sort of a thing. Not that, you know, X's and Z's don't want friends at work. It's just, you know, it's not why we go to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I am them. <laughs> right, you know. So it's just, it's just a different mm-hmm. Um, you know, perspective. Um, so, you know, like, again, I remember when, you know, millennials were first coming out of the workforce, people would talk about, hey, you need to give them like a great, you know, bonus or perk for, you know, for millennials was, you know, giving, you know, like giving them opportunities to volunteer with, you know, their favorite cause, you know, that's not a bonus mm-hmm. to a, a Gen Z, you know, they're like, um, I'll go, mm-hmm. you know, just pay me more. I don't need time to go yeah. <laughs> volunteer somewhere. Yeah. I, you know, I'll do my volunteer time on my time, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. they're just, it's just a slightly different, but so far, you know, they do seem to be a very diligent, hardworking, um, you know, generation, which is what we need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So, um, you know, as we wrap up our time here, you know, there's, there's so much to think about as a business owner. And, um, you know, I think if we could just, from your perspective, if you could narrow it down, you know, call to action, what's one thing I could do today as a business owner, just to get this in motion, just to take one baby step forward? Um, I would say, you know, it, uh, it's really authenticity, right? If you can show who you really are, what you're like, what it's like to work in your organization, that is huge. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, some big production, right? You could have your mm-hmm. current employees, you know, do, you know, the video is everywhere, right? They could do, you know, like basically do self videos of, I love working this job. This is why I love working here and post it to your company Facebook page. Um, you know, it's showing people who you are. And, and like I said, it's being that laws of attraction and the people that you need will come to you, you know, um, but it has to be very authentic and genuine and honest um, about, you know, your, your, who, who you are as an employer. Well said. Authenticity. Well, that wraps it up. Uh, big thanks to you, Allison. Uh, Balancing Life's Issues, the Business Council of Westchester and Westchester's Ultimate Headhunter, the Headless Horseman. Be sure to check out the bcw.org for upcoming webinars and events, including Talent Tuesdays. Thanks again, Allison. Until next time, take care, everybody. Bye.